You're listening to Reframe Your Life. I'm Sandy Reynolds, and this is episode 106, and I'm here with Joanne Gibson, and we're going to be talking about change, uncertainty, and life. So welcome, Joanne. It's been way too long. I know. I feel like I've been cocooned away in this place and haven't, I mean, we've been connecting, but we haven't actually seen each other. So I know. Awesome. Your hair is growing. I know, because you see the grey, I'll show everyone. <laughs> I've got I've got a hair colour over there on the counter and I'm just like, well, you know, I'm working from home right now, no one's seen me, so I'm just trying to like push it off for as long as I can. I hear you. I actually have a photo shoot book next week, like oh. for, for my website. And I was, she was like, are you okay? We can keep our distance with the lens. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's great. We'll just, you know, we'll do it. We're going to do it outside anyway. And, yeah. and then I was like, no, look at my hair. We <laughs> <laughs> have to cancel it. Not it because I won't want to be close to her or be doing a photo shoot, but I was like, I'm not going to invest in photos when my hair hasn't been. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy time we live in. All the rules are out the door, Sandy. <laughs> they are. And we will have a lot to catch up on. Like when, yes. like when we can do things. Yes. Again, it's going to be like. That's what I said. Could you imagine the lineup for the haircut? <laughs> like their exactly. poor hairdressers are going to be run off their feet for the first few weeks i know and they won't um, probably be able to like have people waiting right they, they might have to phase yeah. in but yes. anyway i'm yes. sure they'll be happy to work longer hours and yeah um i'm happy to go in early or later whatever and make <laughs> yes, it work, exactly anyway so that's one of my changes i'm not getting my photos done next right week. yeah okay yeah, yeah very good so how are you handling this pandemic and all of that? It's yeah, happening? It's, it's up and down. It's, um, uh, well, for people who don't know, I do work in a healthcare organization. So the first kind of week or so, it was just like, oh, canceling all of my stuff because I'm OD training, learning and development. And clearly right now is not a time to be <laughs> focusing on those kind of things. So, so it was kind of weird. And then I found my niche in terms of where I can help. And um, so I, I think I've got it down to kind of my weekly cycle is I'm okay while I've got projects and stuff to work on. And then when I start to feel like, oh, yeah, this has been good. I've achieved this or I've reached a project milestone. Uh, and then I start letting my mind go to what is the future going to look like? you know, can we go to Australia in November? Like, what? Are we going to be screening staff forever coming into the hot? Like, I just go, I just go, I just cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what it gets down to is obviously, like, I know about me, right? Whilst I'm in control and I'm working and I'm helping, it feels good and I'm focused. And then if I happen to stop and it just creeps up and I just happen to turn the news on and hear hear the ministers who I think are doing a phenomenal job, but hear them talk about, you know, we're not sure how long this is going to go for, and this could be 12 months, 18 months. I was just like, oh, my God, you know, this is the stuff we're not in control of yeah. for me anyway. How about you? Yeah, I would say pretty similar. Like, yeah. it's funny because I mentioned to you before we got on the call that I had had kind of a dip this afternoon. <laughs> and I find like I went back to planning my week on Sunday and I schedule things. So I try I'm trying to keep with the, some kind of a routine in my life, which I find really helpful. And, you know, I work at home anyway, so that hasn't changed. Yeah. There are social things that I'm missing that are difficult. Um, but yeah, I'm very up and down and the same. I watched the the news today, you know, the um, Ontario government's yeah. daily briefing and I was a little bit distressed at the end of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have watched it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it is the unknown. It's the, um, I'm good planning. Like I like planning. I like to know that you know, are we going to the cottage in July or not? Like you're wondering about November. I'm like, well, we can drive to the cottage and we booked this week and I'm really looking forward to it. Now, am I going to be able to go or not? And I'm realizing that I'm not good with not knowing things. Like if somebody said to you or me, 
okay, this is going to go on until November 14th. And after yeah. November 14th, life will go back to normal. I'd be okay. I yeah. can wrap my head around that. I can like figure out how to make that work. But it's like the, it's like a creeping delay when you're flying where it's like, oh, the flight's going to be delayed for an hour and you're waiting. And then they come on and they say, well, we just have to wait for the new crew to show up now. So it's going to be another two hours. And then, you know, five hours later, how you're so irritated because not because of the time, but because you yeah. just keep getting pushed back. And that's what I feel like. It's, I have that same feeling like, just tell me, just give me yeah. a just give me a date. Just give me, yeah, around that expectations piece, right? It's interesting. Like, I think we both just mentioned we're okay when there's things within our sphere of control and our sphere of influence. And I'm the same because I've actually got a holiday booked for uh, end of June. And, yeah, I kind of reached out to the to the bed and breakfast and they said, you know, yeah, you can cancel if you like. We're sorry to see cancel. I said, Oh, I'm not canceling yet. Like I just wanted to know, like, when would I have to pay and, and when could I cancel? Because I said, we don't really want to cancel. I mean, we'll only cancel if the plane doesn't fly and we're still advised not to travel. Um, although it is provincially and I don't know, I don't think we're advised not to travel provincially, but um you know, we're still advised at this moment to stay at home. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that I'm, I'm the same. It's like, because uh, it happened real quick, right? There was that week in March, like kind of a week before, but then there's one week in March where like everything pretty much happened. So it's like, and I, what I'm hearing is it's not going to happen. It's not going to un be undone in a week. Right. So what does that stage bit of being undone look like and I'm like I'm with I'm with you I get I get panicky when I hear um so I kind of Toronto they've closed all um outdoor things right until end of June so I'm kind of like oh okay well that's a city they've kind of made that choice we're not in a state of emergency like our state of emergency still only goes to mid-May um but when I hear those ones, I'm like, okay, they've got to plan in advance. Of course, you can't plan massive events, you know, just one month out. So they've got to kind of make some kind of agreements. But I feel like that with the airlines too. It's like, can you just tell us, you know, we should cancel all trips up until right. whatever it is. I saw today that Oktoberfest was canceled. In KW or in no, Germany? in Germany. Oh, shoot. Right? That's how yeah. I felt too. I was like, what? But then it's the same thing. Yeah. There's probably some anticipation of the fall, the second wave. Um, it's already, it gets into flu season. And um, I guess they're just, I think those large events will be the last yeah. thing that come back. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it unrolling slowly. It's just, yeah, it'd be nice to get your hair cut. It'd be nice to do some, some things around just going outside without feeling like, you know, you're being policed by your neighbors. That's something we oh have God. to talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. When I do get into my woe is me, um, I do kind of think of, you know, we Skyped um, Ashley's parents when this kind of first started and, and you know, his mum was remembering about when they were on food stamps, you know, left over from the the war rations and, and uh, how long that was for. And, and I was like, Okay, you know, I kind of go, ah. okay, who are we to go? Well, I can't go and buy a cocktail at that cocktail bar, you know? <laughs> like, so it's, it's funny. I think many of us are kind of, uh, well, I can't speak for others, but what I, I think we all have our ups and downs and for different reasons. Um, you know, talking to some people who work in healthcare, you know, talking to a colleague today and the daughter really kind of, was really distressed that a mum was going to work today. Um, so it's like, wow, yeah, we've, there's, there's something. Um, and I think the most important is that we are doing what we can to control what we can and have some kind of feeling of control, but then also reaching out. And I'm worried that um, people aren't reaching out. I think our mental health, I mean, we didn't do a good job of supporting mental health before this happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, this is just going to be a huge 
mental health crisis after, you know, well now and into the future. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's interesting. I've done a few free Zoom calls for anyone on my newsletter and they've been quite full. Like I've done two and people have signed up for them. Yeah. And I think it is just to connect with other yep. people and have a good conversation on anything. You know, we, we just, I, the last one was around how we're coping. I called it when this is over and it was about like thinking about how you want to live through this and what you want is, it was a bit of a reframe, right? So what do you want your life to be like when this is over and how do you want to emerge from this time? Yeah. And and how do you want to live in this time? And we had such a good conversation, but I thought that a lot of it was really about just connecting for, for a lot of us. It was, it was good. I, I've been thinking I'll do another one next week and um, just find places for people to connect because a lot of people are just at home on their own all day long. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, because there's people. I mean, yeah, neighbors want to connect. The kids want to connect. I think every any time we've had a good day, we've had people connecting, <laughs> whether they should be or not. So I think for us going into, you know, my brother, they're in Australia, right? So they're going into winter. Um, although they've done a really good job uh, at kind of uh, locking everything down and uh, they're so isolated in Australia anyway. So the community transmission hasn't been as much as we've seen in other countries. It's most of their transmission. Wow, because they were travel. slow, weren't they? Weren't they yep. slow at the beginning to lock down? Yeah, I felt they were slow and they still uh, are encouraging kids to go to school. Very different to us. But he said, you know, we're kind of going into winter. So they're going into regular, all the other sicknesses as well, whereas we're kind of coming out. So yeah, it's going to be, it's interesting. I don't know that I, I mean, have you changed, like, have you decided anything that's going to change going forward for you? I don't know that I've really kind of, I think I've been so in it with just trying to help healthcare staff that I haven't had a chance to think what will be my new normal in terms of what do I, what am I doing now that I want to continue, except more yoga. And that's always been, I mean, anyone who's listened to when you and I were podcasting, I, that was always my, my thing anyway. <laughs> it's just now I'm doing it, which is good. Um, I'm not sure there's much else that I've actually kind of stopped and thought about. Have you thought about anything that you're like, I'm going to continue this going forward? Some things for sure. I've been, I feel like I am not missing certain things in my life right. at all. I've been enjoying a lot of the solitude and a lot of the time like my days just haven't been busy and i i feel like i'm going to continue shopping online <laughs> i not miss going to stores at all so supermarkets <laughs> oh i'm not doing that brian's doing oh. that so um any but anything else i love curbside pickup i'm like could we just do this forever now if i never go in a store again it'll be interesting great. won't it to see how places adapt and what they decide their new normal is yes yeah so that and then there's just one thing that i've wanted to do for quite a while and i just decided i talked to brian about it yesterday is a pilgrimage yeah and i had thought of doing the the camino in spain and then kind of got off of that because it felt like really busy like everybody was doing it and so I had thought of doing one in Scotland and I think that's something I'm going to plan in the next year or two is a long hike somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Some like Hadrian's wall or something. Yeah. Um, that's just been on my list or even in Ireland, there's like a ring you can do like around Northern Ireland. The ring Ireland. of Kerry. No, there's oh, one in Northern one. Ireland. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm going to be very intentional about planning that. Yeah. But no, other than curbside pickup, I'm... <laughs> what are you buying, Sandy? My credit card is like this, the lowest it's ever been. Because <laughs> I'm like... Anything at Staples or <laughs> whatever, I'm just like... Um, I'll have a bit of that. I'll have a bit of that. 
Yeah, and I'm just thinking like even a lot of the um, places around here, the small businesses that oh, yeah. the little shops that are doing Support curbside them. pickup. So I've been yeah. just ordering a few things here and there yeah. through them. So yeah. I do not miss shopping. I'm surprised at all. Like happy, happy. <laughs> well, not it's to funny. Go. When we started this year, we made an agreement that there'd be um, no shoes. We both like shoes. So, and we just like, we've just got so, like it's, we've got so many. So, you know, when you just try and like, you know what, we'll have to learn to go without. So January 1st was no shoes, uh, no clothes for me and no wine for him. <laughs> <laughs> and again, not because we don't have enough wine already in the cellar or enough clothes to actually wear. Um, so, you know, I mean, through the winter, I find it, it's not hard to shop through the winter. Not, not, not hard not to shop through the winter because I just don't want to go out. So that's fine. Um, I think my uh, challenging seasons are the spring and the fall when the new stuff is, you know. So, But anyway, it's been, and, and we said we'd do it for a year. Like we weren't, you know, pretending about this stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, a year, yeah, whatever. But anyway, it's been great. It's been like, what are we already four months in? And I haven't bought any shoes. I haven't bought any clothes. And uh, and I, I don't think, no, he hasn't bought wine. Now we have bought uh, gin, <laughs> but we haven't bought wine because we've got plenty of wine. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's it's quite fascinating looking at what you can go without and, and, and what you need and what you don't need. And um yeah. yeah. Just... Do you remember what I said I was going to not do this year? I remember a few things, but I can't remember if you landed on one. I wasn't going to travel. Right. And so that's right. been pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Ex except for that one trip for Brian's birthday. Yes. I, yes. I said I was going to take a year off traveling and, and yeah. uh, spend time closer to home. So yeah. Yeah. And now it's funny that your thing you will do is plan the pilgrimage. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I think it'll make people think, I mean, we've always, you know, had an eye on the ball in terms of what is such a connected world we are. Um, you know, I mean, we'll still continue to travel. I don't know if we'll have to do that differently going forward, but um, yeah, it does make you think for sure. Yeah. It make you think. So one of the things I wanted to talk about specifically with this We've, we've covered a little bit was about personality because I know you've recently been licensed or certified to be an MBTI practitioner. So congratulations. Thank but you. I was thinking about type and how our type shows up in a crisis. How are you finding that for yourself? So you're, you're, why don't you just say your type and then what you're seeing yeah. in your type? Yeah. So, um, so I'm still learning. So you can just jump in if I'm like going <laughs> off the rails. Uh, but I'm, uh, I have a type preference of ESTJ. So extroverted sensing, thinking and judging. So my in the grip, my inferior is definitely feeling. Um, and so how I kind of relate that to is these emotions that just come up Um and what I've noticed is it comes up, as I was talking before, when I feel like I'm not in control. It is coming up, um, I have to say, um, what, what did my colleagues say the other day we were talking about? Uh, uh, ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes up, it comes up, right? So um, so it's it's when I don't feel like I'm in control and I've just these emotions kind of come over me and I try and uh, make them logical in my mind. And it's just, it's not, it's not logical. It's it, it, you know, how I'm kind of working it out for myself is yeah, it, it comes down to either not feeling validated or not being in control of what I'm doing, not knowing what the future is like. And so, um, you know, I'm extroverting, <laughs> my sensing but when i don't get an opportunity to do that um and i'm i'm working from home at the moment too which which is a blessing for me um the last i tell you what this week has been the first week where i felt like i can breathe um and that makes sense right the hospital was like the first three four weeks it was pretty 
um, emergent and urgent because we were trying to adapt all of the policies and processes and get things established. So I was kind of in it, not on the front line stuff, but in on more communications and how do we support people and what emotional supports and what staff supports. And, you know, we've got things flying all over the place. So I feel like um, this week is the first week where I've just been able to take a breath and have a bit more of a steady state pace. And I know we're still only early in the week, but um, I feel like I'm kind of coming back to normal work life, if you like, rather than just, you know, 10, 12 hours, things coming in everywhere. Um, so whenever I kind of did stop, that's when um, my guard would let, you know, my guard of control and I've got this uh, would go. And um, I remember ringing my supervisor and I just, I woke up early in the morning and, and was obviously ruminating on something and I just couldn't stop crying. I just could not and it was ugly crying and I was talking to my husband about it. And for me, I'm always trying to make it logical. So, but, but it's just, you can't do it. I'm like, I know that I know I'm bringing value. I know that. And on the other side, I'm feeling this, you know, so I can't kind of, so what I've been doing is just trying to be okay with it. So I, I said, I need to talk to my supervisor. And I was like, I need to just, I need to first be in control. And, but I couldn't, because every time I tried to call, I just start crying. And then I'm like, you know what, just go with it. So I'm like on the phone, you know, it went to a voicemail. I'm like, don't worry about me. I'm just crying right now, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, Joanne, that's so unlikely. I'm not crying about, I'm not crying about what I need to talk to you about, but it's okay. I'll talk to you about that later. What I need right now is, because I needed her to do something before a certain time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So, and you know what, I'm lucky. I have a very caring supervisor um, and uh, it's okay. You know, it's okay to do that. So I think for me, my ESTJ-ness likes to be in control, likes to have everything planned, likes to know where we're going. Um, and when that doesn't happen, my kind of in the grip is could be anger or could be, you know, this other emotion. So I'm feeling, I'm not getting angry, but I'm feeling um, upset at mm -hmm. times where I think, geez, where did that happen? You know, where did that come from? Um, and I think I'm not feeling angry because I've been doing a lot of work, Sandy, to understand that, you know, this is a different time and we're all learning and we're all trying to adapt and, you know, trying to have empathy and, keep trying to say, you know, people are doing the best they can. Can we do better? Yep, we can all do better. However, people are doing the best they can right now. So um, so I haven't felt angry. It's more been um, that kind of emotional upset that I don't know how to deal with. And then when I have my ugly cry and I kind of have a few deep breaths and then I can get back to it and then get myself into a state where I can now talk about what's going on for me. So I don't know. I only share that because I think it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I always thought I shouldn't and I felt embarrassed and I would always try and apologize. Um, and now I'm just encouraging it and I'm not alone. I've been on the phone with other colleagues and uh, you know, we've been laughing about who we've cried in front of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what leader have you cried in front of today? <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds good and we're not all kind of blubbering messes but there has to be a point where it gets to you um and you'll deal with it however you'll deal with it and some will be anger some will be frustration some will be going more inside of themselves me i'm extroverting i'm extroverting that feeling that i don't know what the heck to do with um that's how i explain it anyway <laughs> no i think that's that's accurate that sounds like it fits for you and even earlier you were talking about crying and some of the feelings you were having and i thought that's a lot of feelings for you like that i don't you don't normally live in that that area as much as i do for yeah. sure yeah and yeah. interesting i don't think i've cried once <laughs> or maybe once been very just a few tears but i'm i'm generally although i'm a feeler i'm not a crier yeah and so what i know from how i handle any crisis in my life is i tend to get through the crisis and then everything will be back to normal and i'll be crying all over the place right, and right, right. like i just like push myself through things yeah and yeah. then later and i think that might be something to watch out for with people in general because a lot of people are just 
well, I would imagine, especially frontline workers who have to get through it. They just have yes. to show up and they have to do it. And later when they have the time to process what they've lost and what they've experienced, then they'll fall apart. I've been surprised that I, you know, I love journaling and I can barely write a sentence. I just, and that's something that's usually a practice that sustains me every morning. I like to get up. I like to do a brain dump, think through things, write it down. I can write two or three pages every morning. I'm like writing a page a week and sometimes it's just the date. And then I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Tapped. <laughs> There's nothing to reflect on in my life at all. It's just like, whatever, another day. Like, I got nothing to write about. And it's not like I write about the things I'm doing, but it's, it's almost like I'm not reflective. Which is, yeah, is, it that, is that a safety net, do you think? You don't want to go there or you don't like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, it's just, you normally do process through journaling. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not at all. And I read another woman that I follow who actually teaches all these courses on journaling. She wrote last week in her newsletter that she can't journal at all right now. Mm. And I was like, Oh, I'm glad to read that because that's exactly where I am. I just, yeah. um, not finding myself very, uh, reflective, which, it's, you know, usually something I'd like to do. So, yeah, we're yeah. looking for connection, right? And that validation. So you got that validation from her. And yeah, I think it's important that we, we connect how we connect and we don't judge ourselves really. Like, um, yeah, like we're going to feel what we're going to feel. Um, someone sent me something and I should probably bring it up. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I give it to you. And it was, uh, reframing working from home mm. and, and it's probably going to be good for people and you know one of them was don't don't judge your coping skills um based on someone else because not all of us my colleagues can work from home right so um i am working from home because i was feeling not well so it's best it was best for me to be at home and then that just kind of morphed into well i'm you know <laughs> I'm working 12 hours a day. It's, it'd be better not to add that travel time on. And, you know, and, and whilst that's changed, we've, um, I'm quite set up here. So, and it's okay. My, my work is uh, uh, quite solo and I connect with who I need to connect with. No one, you know, no one needs me to physically be there right now. But every now and then I think, oh, what about the people who can't work from home? You know, so, so it's like just allow us to feel what we need to feel. Don't compare ourselves to others. But then when we get that validation that, oh, someone else can't write either, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm not the only one, right? Because I'm sure this, no matter what we've thought, there's going to be someone else around us who has thought something similar or is feeling right. something similar. One reframe that I read that I really like is reframing stuck at home to safe at home. Yeah. Yes. And I, I that. think about that one a lot because I have felt stuck at home and then I just say, no, I'm safe at home. Yeah. And then that helps. I think when we pay attention to the language we're using and put it in a, a different context or just think of it from a different perspective yeah it can really help so I've been trying to do that yeah it takes me back so one of the things I've done is arranged um, webinars for staff you know around emotional health and wellness and and uh, you know none of this is what we haven't heard before Sandy and I'm sure what your listeners haven't heard but sometimes we forget it right and you know that talk about stress and stressful situations and you have three choices you change the situation you change how you perceive the situation uh, or you change how you choose to react. And then the only three choices we have, we can't change the situation of COVID right now. Like there are laws <laughs> and we have to adhere them, adhere to them. But yes, we can change how we perceive it so we can reframe. Um, and then we can change how we choose to react. And I love that one because for me, that's about your circle of influence and your circle of control. And um yeah, we don't have control over many things, but there are things that we can sit down and list out. Okay, what do I have control of? I have control of how long I sleep. I have control of 
you know, whether I'm choosing to exercise that day or not. If I can't go for a long walk outside because the weather's horrible, I could still do some stretching inside. You know, something. I have control of whether I ate that bagel today, and I did, and that's kind of a little bit of an experiment. I want to see if my face blows up tomorrow. Ah. Um, but I figure, why not do it while I'm at home? <laughs> Um, so we do still have control of a lot of things. And I think for listeners out there, it's like, you write down what you are in control of um, and then choose how you react to these situations. Because, yeah, I'm like you. I'm really trying not to get frustrated with the government, but I also understand, you know, Air Canada aren't going to change their flights for me to go to Gross Morn when it's still three, two months away or whatever it is. Like they want to be able to fly people too. Yes. So whilst I'm like, should I cancel? Should I not cancel? Should I can- Should I rebook those other two trips that I had to cancel? Is it too soon? Is it too, you know? <laughs> it's like, and I was like to my husband, wow, both airlines now have a, you know, book before the end of May. And um, if it gets canceled, all cancellation fees will be waived. So I'm like, should we rebook now? And it's like really hard to know what to do. And I think we're going to do what's right for us and what's right for our family. Um, yeah. And, uh, and be okay with that decision. Um, one of the things that I've seen coming up a lot is conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with that control and, and some of the fear people are having and our need to have some sort of narrative to understand what's going on. And if we don't like the one that we're getting or we don't trust the government or we don't trust that we're being told the truth, we look for another explanation. So I've just been hearing a lot of conspiracy theories out there. I don't know if you've had encountered many of those or if that's been anything you've thought about at all no i love it how we look for information especially information that validates our own conspiracy theory (laughs) right like i'm gonna find someone who believes the same as me you know what i never even thought about it and probably um like i don't know the first week of march or something joe rogan interviewed one of the um infectious control top gurus or whatever in uh, the U S and Joe, Joe, I think it was Joe Rogan. Um, He asked him whether this could have been a man-made virus. And maybe he mentioned a country. I don't know, but he, and and the guy's like, no, I don't think we're smart enough to make something (laughs) like this. He's like, no, it's definitely not a man. I didn't even go there. So I get that some people's minds would go there, but I was like, Oh, I didn't even, I don't know, just hasn't uh, conjured my mind. I do have some worries. I do have some worries about how um, certain presidential candidates are twisting the truth Mm -hmm. um, and probably creating conspiracy theories themselves. Um, But it's not something I've uh, looked at or uh, researched. (laughs) Have you? (laughs) No, but I have talked to a number of people who have kind oh. of got into them a little bit. And, right. What are they? You know, oh, there's so many of them. There's, oh there's one God. around vaccines. There's one about eliminating the elderly in our, you know, oh, too many right, people. Okay. So there's that one. There's, um, yeah, there's like the one that China started it. There's the one that the U.S. started it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There's, um, yeah, there's wow. a, a number of them out there. Wow. And, uh, well, there's the one about the 5G uh, network <laughs> that that um, it's caused this, like, radioactive thing that's created this virus. And, oh, there's tons of them out there. And uh, I just, I think that they can really feed anxiety. And even yeah. if you don't buy into them, I think just hearing them can create another level of anxiety, like, oh, maybe just a question in our minds of maybe there is something more sinister going on here than what we're being led to believe. And I think that creates another level of anxiety and uncertainty for people that's really hard to deal with. And of course, if we don't know, oh my God, I'm just looking at the snow. This is just a crazy day. (laughs) If we don't know 
stuff we we can feel in our own story right and i think um i guess it leads me to okay so i i have stopped listening to certain media and i stopped like three and a half years ago six months after someone got into <laughs> into office so i don't kind of hear some of the stuff that would probably cause me anxious and anxiety and anger um but I have to say, has that been one of your strategies? I have still stayed connected on social media. Um, I obviously choose, and I'm sure you do too, um, that it's popped into my mind every now and then. I need to have probably a couple of days break. And then going to the, um, you know, I love the briefings that our federal and even our provincial governments are doing. I think they're doing a phenomenal job. I really do. But it's funny when you were talking about you had a break and you kind of watched that. That was when I had a bit of a crying, <laughs> like when I was kind of like, yes, I finished this project and I had lunch and I just flicked the TV and I thought I'll just watch something just to get my head out of it. Well, you can't get your head out of it, right? I should have watched, I don't know, Days of Our Lives or something. But, <laughs> and they happened to be on. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, my God. Um, but I, I what I'm taking in, I'm choosing, and it, and I do actually look forward to it, choosing to watch the the news in the evening and uh, just to get my, okay, what's the latest in the province? What's the latest in Canada? And only really looking at, you know, public health. And uh, at the beginning, I was looking a lot at World Health Organization, but I'm not, I mean, public health is kind of stream, streaming that information now. So trying to look at those kind of valid uh, sites um but yeah have you done any like social media um blackout or anything no but i i have made some changes to how i'm using because i'm i've i decided to try facebook again a few yeah. weeks ago and then i decided no i'm back off facebook i'm just using instagram again um although i cross posts on inst on facebook okay. so it looks like i'm on there but i use an app now for posting on instagram so i don't actually have to physically go on the app yeah. to make my posts and they're scheduled so i actually have my posts written a week in advance and um and then i can just check in and respond to anybody who's connected with me and that feels a lot better to me than just like randomly going on and posting things so I sort of think through like now I have all my posts written and scheduled for the next mm -hmm. five days mm -hmm. I find that really helpful I mean I like Instagram but I I do find that I can get like just scrolling on there and yeah, it can get depressing and, you know, there's, there is this collective anxiety out there and, and, or, um, too much, <laughs> how am I going to say it without sounding terrible? A lot of like, you don't have to do anything right now. You know, a lot of like that kind of advice about, um, just do what you can and make the most of it. And if you just mm -hmm. want to lay in bed all day, then just there's a lot of like kind Ooh, of pseudo pseudo psychology or something right. like that. People are just coping and yeah. and trying to be gracious and compassionate and about how we're all managing during this time. And it, it can just kind of create something around. Yeah, it's OK to eat and drink all day and lay on the couch and watch Netflix, you know, like, that's cool. Just do that. I think we follow different people. <laughs> or, or no, or there's the opposite that, you know, this is the time to like really drill down and make great strides in your life. And yeah, really, I think how we manage through this is probably pretty close to how we live our life anyway. Anyway, yeah. And I think that's because don't we see the posts of what we are like posting and commenting on and all that kind of stuff. So I'm seeing a lot of, you know, lots of uh, fitness stuff, you know, of obviously course. Pe I don't people see have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> say that you don't, but people have pivoted. So I'm kind of like, wow, like, you know, they're really uh, stepping up. Yeah. Trying not to squirrel down into some other. So 
if you're not doing Facebook, that means you're not going to comment to my comment on your post. I went Facebook. and commented on it because oh. you mentioned that you had commented. Yes. And I was like, oh, it, it, I hadn't deselected post to Facebook. So it, oh, right. it posted it. So I was like, oh, I better go comment. So on let's that. tell everyone what we're talking about, Sandy. <laughs> so I wrote a post today about neighbors ratting out neighbors because... Yeah. Okay, so this feeds into something that I do feel a little bit anxious about. Right. And I, I've just um, gone back through the four tendencies of uh, Gretchen Rubin's book on personality. And yeah. I'm a rebel. So right. surprise. So um, one of the things about being a rebel is I don't like being controlled. And that's probably yeah. the hardest thing for me with this with is the rules that are being given to me. So um I was talking to someone and we were talking about how municipalities are have, have set up hotlines and are encouraging neighbors to report their neighbors if they see them uh, breaking any of the rules around physical distancing. And I guess that triggered something in mm -hmm. me because I have a I have a little bit of a fear. Maybe, you know, I've worked in Germany, I've worked in Cambodia, I've worked in countries that have had a history of setting people against people in their culture in as a way of controlling a population. So whether, you know, it was the Khmer Rouge or Hitler and the distrust in both of those countries decades after is still there. And so when I hear us being invited to rat on our neighbors, uh, something in me feels like, oh, hey, let's be careful about that because that's really creating a lot of distrust in our communities. And that's making, uh, like, to me, it's destroying relationships within communities because instead of yelling over the fence to your neighbor, hey, you guys, what are you doing? And, you know, or like, we used to do yeah. now we pick up a number and we go yeah. and we hang up and so I've just heard a lot of people who are like oh I'm really afraid to walk my dog in case my neighbor reports me <laughs> or I'm afraid to have somebody come and cut my grass because you know I've canceled my landscaper because I'm afraid my neighbor will report me and I'm like is that the world we're trying to create oh, here no. so that's Obviously, I feel very passionate about it. That's what I wrote about today. Is there a better way as a society and in our communities to deal with um, people who are breaking the rules rather than our first response is pick up the phone and call the police? Mm -hmm. Or bylaw. Yeah, I think, um, well, so it's interesting. So those people do know that they are allowed to walk their dog, aren't they? Like, well... <laughs> Um, no one said you're not allowed to walk your dog. Some people think you're only allowed to walk around your block. Like you're not allowed to go off your block. Like I've heard right. that. And I've heard that some municipalities are really enforcing that. For uh, putting that in. And that's what I think. I think go back to the municipality level. I mean, I, and so my comment was, uh, to me, it's like any other bylaw. And we've always had the system in place that you can call bylaw if someone's not following the rules. And uh, so, and it's hard, it's, it's a hard place to be in because, you know, we've had problems in the past with neighbours and dogs. And I have, uh, I've struggled because I've always thought, well, I should talk to them because um, that's what we preach, right? Have those conversations. Uh, but then I'm like, well, how are they going to react? Even no matter what I say, and I can make sure that I am, you know, calm tone of voice, nice, kind, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, you know, when uh, when you have a neighbour kind of mock and joke that, oh, they're the one with the noisy dog, uh, you know, it kind of makes me feel like they're not really, like they know they've got the noisy dog and they're not doing anything about it. So, uh, so a number of neighbours and I in the past have, had conversations and and have chosen to call bylaw and so once i did <laughs> uh, actually have a conversation and then they wouldn't talk to me it was all my fault and i was trying to so went down the kind of bylaw route it it, it changed for a bit and then uh 
a couple of nights at 11 o'clock at night after the dog's been bark barking for 15 minutes. I'm like, God, this is bullshit. So, you know, have the conversation and then uh, people then don't talk to you, right? So yeah. I kind of think, now, am I bothered about whether people are, you know, we've got, there's a couple here, there's two friends here who walk, they walk every day, they've walked forever every day. Do they still walk? Yeah. Do they walk apart? Yeah. Did I kind of go, hmm, not really sure that's part of the but does it really bother me enough to call bylaw? No. You know, so I think it's going to be up to in, like, don't just rat just because you feel like you've got to be an ass. Like if it's really bothering you and meaningful, I think that's a different piece. But I think I, I hear what you're saying. However, I think I asked you, like, would you? <laughs> like, would you? Because I think it's, it's easy to say it, but then very hard to do, especially if you have to live. Now, if it was other neighbours, who I know and uh, I'd be like, Hey guys, you know, come on. What, what's this about? Um, so yeah, I kind of got it down to is the relationship one that I want to um, mm-hmm. want to work on and make that effort or is it, is it a bit tenuous and I'm not really sure how they're going to react. So therefore I'd rather stay anonymous. So it's interesting. I mean, we're in a pretty good place. I know people have been getting together and I know people have called because um, it is very meaningful for them and uh, they work in healthcare perhaps and are feeling that they're putting their lives on the line every yeah. day. So the least people can do is follow the rules. I think if we're confused about the rules, that's another, you know, that's right. a whole another conversation because I've heard the same too. And I think some of our challenges, we get the Toronto news, but I think they've got very different rules than us right i don't know what hamilton's like but um i think hamilton is probably um just a very different place than this was burlington and uh, yeah i think hamilton is very much funny how i go oh (laughs) very conservative and yes yes um whereas you know our parks you can't park at them but they're not closed off or anything yeah. and people are walking and out all the time around here. Yeah. Um, lots of, I see lots of my neighbors out walking. I've walked with a friend as well who um, we've social distance. We've only walked twice and, um, but we normally walk and we don't come to each other's house we just meet somewhere and do a walk and chat we've done that a few times and i feel like that's okay the um i read through what the ontario government said and it said groups of of five or under under yeah so walking with one person is okay yeah it's hard and i think that's where you're getting the mixed messages i mean i remember when i reached out to you about the um Bruce Trail, I happened to look at the app and it said it's closed. So then I said, did you see any signs? And they're like, no. And I get it. They can't go and put signs everywhere. But it's very mixed messaging when the app says it's closed. And I guess they emailed members and I suppose we're bad because we're not members. But it's, it's hard because it is mixed messaging for sure. And I think how we're doing it is we are getting out and we're then making a choice. Like we've got some, uh, just a river trail that a lot of people, I mean, I think it's great. A lot of people are getting out. Way more people are getting out than ever used to. Whereas you and I, we always used to get out, right? Um, So we're just making a choice. So we went for a run the other day and we're choosing places where we know, we're mainly more running on the street rather than running on a path. Um, And then we got to this trail and we looked up and there was probably about 20 people, you know, spaced out, whatever. And we're like, no, not doing it, you know. And, uh, and we choose to go a different way. So, so yeah, I, I get that there's mixed messaging because um, I kind of, yeah, I'm the same. They say, you know, only stay with your family and only connect, you know, mm-hmm. with your immediate family who are in the house. And then it's like, and then groups. So I, I think what they're doing is they're not being, to me, the message is only with the immediate family in your house. But of course, you look at healthcare, you look at essential workers. I mean, they have to get together. So what we're doing is, you know, groups of five or less people in a physical meeting together at work, mm-hmm. you know, trying to just, right. trying to do that, even though we're, people are going to work and um, 
so yeah it's it's an interesting one i uh I think to me it would be context and if I knew them and I knew I could have the conversation and uh, they'd be open and willing, then I'd have the conversation. Um, and I think also what I take that from your saying is, is that they didn't necessarily have to explicitly say it. I mean, we know we have other rules in place like the noise rule, the no fire rule, all these rules, bylaws in place. But they don't always like advertise, okay, if you see anyone having a little fire at the back, make sure you call. Right, exactly. Bylaw, you know, so I think what, what I take from that is, you know, they don't have to be explicit about, you know, dob on your neighbour. It's just more, you know, these are what we're asking people to do and make sure they're clear. And then uh, if you have any problems, call. Toronto yeah. had a guy, had the city manager, and I think all, all, um, uh, cities should do this. They actually had the bylaw city manager and they interviewed him on the, one of the news and they did this fire off questions. So I want to meet my friend and go for a walk and I'm physically distancing. What do you think? He's like, well, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do that. You know, really we want you just to stick to your own, you know, or I'm going to do this. What, what do you think? You know? Um, and the other thing I saw is in Australia, um, they published all the differences around physical distancing rules per state. So I thought that was clear yes. too. And not even just the physical distancing rules, schools, because some states are letting kids go to school, some states aren't. Um, you know, some states you can travel wherever you want in the state, other states it's regional traveling only. So, so yeah, I think it's hard because they're not being clear. So then we're left with, can I do this? Can I do that? And I think it's often the people who are the rule keepers, who are really like the letter of the law. Like oh. if you tell me I, you know, can't, I have to distance from people. They're the ones that get annoyed if they yeah. see somebody out walking with another human being, right? Yeah. Like then yeah. they're like, yeah. well, I'm doing it. That's the sort of becomes the motivation. Like if yeah. I'm doing it, you have to as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really like, like little in that way. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's just, it is a personality thing again. And it just, there's something oh, yeah. in me that feels like we've given up a lot of our rights yeah. for, and, and for a, a good reason, you know, that we're trying to flatten the curve. And um, so I agree with all of that. I also think we need to be careful and be mindful that these are rights that we've given up and they're, they're important rights that we have in a society to to have freedom to walk around freedom to do certain things and that they're rights that we want back <laughs> yeah <laughs> like giving them up yeah. for a time that's what i feel like like we're doing this for a time time yeah and, and i think it's challenging because i just heard on the news i don't know if it was yesterday or today that spain are starting to let so i kind of so I am a rule follower, unless I really disagree with them and then I'll push back, right? And, but for us, it's easy. Like there's the two of us, whatever. Most of our friends, um, you know, we're all choosing not to socialise and that's fine. I, what I don't want is for some people to make it so that we get even more restricted. And that's where I would be a bit jaded with the non-rule followers, you know, right. uh, because like in Spain, they were literally locked, like you are not allowed to go out. No exercise, no nothing. So um, I think I it was today or yesterday, I just saw that they're going to allow children under 12 out for outdoors for some exercise. So I kind of, that's where I kind of straddle. Well, you know, it's not so hard to not have to, catch up with a friend for a walk or a drink or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'd rather kind of play by the rules for now because I would hate for it to get even worse, um, especially as I'm moving into a condo in two weeks and really want to be allowed out of my house. So, you yes. know, so it's so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And but we that's haven't a got really there. good perspective. I think yeah. that um, I still don't, I don't necessarily think it needs to tie into ratting out your neighbors. No. It's a good perspective to have that, 
the more we do voluntarily, the better it will be as um, in flattening the curve and in the long term. So, and I, I, you know, I am a rule breaker, but I'm also, I've been pretty compliant, I would say. I, yeah. I will probably see my son in the next week. He's moving to Halifax and uh, next week. So they're gone. So he has stuff here that he has to take with him. We yeah. store a lot of his camera equipment here for him because he lives in a, on the second, third floor of a house and doesn't have a lot of space. So he has to come over and pack up his stuff here. So yeah. technically that's probably breaking some rules, but yeah. he needs, he's moving. It's a kind of a weird situation. Yeah, and I think there should always be that. There's always this kind of flexibility piece, right? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, look at a hospital, you know, we have to physically distance. Um, but sometimes that's just not possible. So when it's not possible, wear a mask, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the ratting piece. They didn't have to explicitly say rat out your neighbors. Um, I'm also hopeful that this is, you know, where, uh, we, we've, we've done a good job. So I, it would be hard push to think that we're going to have to get stricter. I think some of the cities like Toronto and stuff were nearly there though. Like I yeah. think they were having a few challenges that we perhaps in the more rural areas. Yeah. Were. So densely populated, yeah. right? Could like you imagine? Totally different. You know? yeah. 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 So I just kept looking at Spain initially going, Oh my God, please do not lock us in. <laughs> like do not lock us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they got, so that's kind of like, whew, yeah, it's the least we could do, right? <laughs> Walk <laughs> yeah. around the block or take in two or three blocks, whatever. It's like, um, I've always yeah, been a six o'clock in the morning walker. So I'm I still alone. I'm that's still right. Alone. That's, like, and no you know what? There. <laughs> that's what we got down to in the end. So we have changed our route. And every time we went in the afternoon, cause it was kind of nicer weather, it just reinforced, especially on the weekend that we just need to stick to the morning, no matter how cold it is, because um, we didn't have to worry about it. You know, yeah. we didn't have to worry about crossing the road or not looking at someone or whatever it is. But in Western Australia, where my family is, I mean, they sanctioned, so they closed the borders very early on to, to provinces, other, other states. And then they even divided the state up to regional mm. borders. And it's a $50,000 fine if you are caught outside of the area that you live. Wow. So, um, and they did that before Easter because most people from the big city would just flood south to the winery areas and, you know, the really nice kind of area. Most people, uh, retirees and stuff from the south, it, it's, they're going into winter there, right? So they'd be heading north on their big trips to get more into the warm weather so they had to shut it all down so so yeah fifty thousand dollar fine and in western australia your car registration is not based on state it's based on region in the state oh. so it's easy for them to pick out oh you're from up north and you're actually down south <laughs> we better pick you up here and uh, but they had road blockages and everything like they are i'm like whoa okay so so but we i worked, feel yeah. like are doing yeah and now i heard them ask people here not to go to their cottages mm -hmm. you know they didn't make it a rule they strongly suggested um i know people did um you know but it could get worse right that's all i keep thinking it could get worse people so <laughs> let's try and do the right thing if we can you know if, if we, we can, can. And then, i'm and good then with like 90 percent of the time I'm yeah good. and then i hear one thing i'm like no i can't go that far no <laughs> See, if You're you don't asking agree with too it. much. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't agree with it, I get it. I get it. Well, I'm not sure there's anything else on my list of things I want to <laughs> talk about with all this COVID reframing. And I know. When do you think we'll stop talking about it? I, I kind of feel like I want to talk about something else, but there really is nothing else at this time because it's just impacting. Like I can't even get excited about Australia because it might get cancelled. You know, it's just impacting everything right now yeah um yeah so. and i i think it is it's a it takes a lot of energy to constantly be kind of in that reframing mindset and, yeah. and managing your feelings and your thinking and what you're what you're watching like I, I find there is a fatigue with it as well that you just 
it takes a lot of energy to be yeah. in this place. And, um, and I agree with both those things. I was joking around about, you know, the lay on the couch and eat yeah. crap and watch Netflix. Sometimes you need to do that. Yeah. There are days when I've done that. I also think to be, um, cautious as well. Like when I said how you want to come out of this and, you know, about using the time to really pay attention to some healthy habits as well. Like you said, stretching and sleeping, the things you can control and realize, I think that um, we can do some things to take care of ourselves in the midst of it, even though it's hard. Yeah. It's easy to use it as an excuse, right? And that's how I was for the first four weeks, first two, four weeks. I was first like that weeks. too for the first, <laughs> for the first three weeks. <laughs> I thought it was like one long snow day. This has got to end. <laughs> and let's be honest, I'm still using it as a, but it's like, I'm trying to limit those excuses to yes. a few a week because I think you do have to have a bit of relief. But yeah, the first few weeks, like buying stuff that I just don't normally buy, I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? You know, I'm like, well, I better buy that because I don't know, maybe one day I won't be able to buy it. And, uh, you know, like food that I don't normally eat or like stocking up on, uh, I mean, I didn't do the toilet paper thing, but now I read, we might actually run out of toilet paper. So maybe I have to go and do the toilet paper thing. But I get that that's all fear-based. And um, yeah, I just started uh, like, well, you know me, midweek drinking. Like I don't drink during the week. It's not because I judge it as being a bad thing. It was more about, cause I used to get up and, exercise and blah, blah. but then all of a sudden it's like oh let's have a full-on gin and tonic on a Tuesday night why not you know? <laughs> I was doing the same thing it was just like oh and not even at night it'd be like it's three o'clock <laughs> I'm gonna have a glass of wine now exactly. and then I, I just I thought you know as it's gone on now we're in the sixth week I just no this I can't sustain this like I need to yeah um try and create some kind of way that's going to be healthy for me because I don't want to come out of this like needing to go into detox or something I and I think that's what you're saying like give yourself permission you know and I was doing this today sending you know what I'm like around bread and stuff and Ash went to this amazing bakery and he brought home some bagels and I wasn't I said you know get them for you and then he said he's going to have a bacon and egg bagel and I was like oh you know, bringing back memories, actually this picture behind, we actually bought from the Rocky Mountain Bagel Company because when we first moved to Alberta, we used to stop there and buy bagels on the way to skiing. So there's so many memories, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll have one. He's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because of course I've been up and down like a yo-yo, right, about what I'm eating and what I'm not eating. And I'm like, okay, I'm making an informed choice here. And I go and have a shower and I come back and I go, yes, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to regret it. And you know, so it's, it's like, I, you can, and it's okay, just be mindful, because my informed choices went day after day, two or three times a day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. And it was more of an excuse. And I had to be honest with myself. It's like, okay, come on. Like, and I think I was the same. Once, once he, and I'm with you. Like, if they can keep doing at least monthly announcements, mm -hmm. like this two-week thing was driving me batty, but, you know. I think last week it was like, okay, we're going to push everything out, the state emergency or all the rules out till the 12th of May. Okay, now I can sit there and go, I've got four more weeks of this at least. Yeah. Like what choices do I want to make over these four weeks? And do I want to allow myself a, a, a Netflix day or a, or a few treats or a treat a day or a treat a week? Or like, what is it? And um, no judgment on what you come up with. Uh, it's, it's just make them as informed because that's what we have. You know, we get to choose how we react to it. And if reacting to it is having a drink at three o'clock on a Monday afternoon for the next four weeks, then that's okay too, you know. So. Right. Or if it's not journaling, like I'm letting yes. it go. Like if I don't, don't judge. journal, if there's nothing, yeah. like there's no point sitting, looking at a blank page every day thinking, I don't want to do this. Then yeah. It'll come back. It'll, yeah. You know, it's... I couldn't sleep. I know you're probably trying to wrap up, but I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep for a long time for the first few weeks. And I ended up getting some melatonin and having that. And it wasn't even helping. Now I'm on like stronger melatonin, I guess, if you want to call it like a higher dosage of melatonin. And it's really working. Now I'm kind of 
questioning where, you know, I've got a crutch now. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to start now that work is easy. And it was, I mean, I was literally getting up at two and working, you know, there was a lot on the mind. Right. So um, I think uh, I want to get through this week and I think next week I want to try and not take it. Right. Cause I don't yeah. want to have a crutch, but also at that time I just needed to, like it was two weeks of not sleeping and I just needed to sleep. So now I'm sleeping like a baby probably because of the melatonin. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe just one more, you know, so yes. I, I'll, I'll have to get a time where I go, okay, I'm going to practice not having it. Um, Cause it's easy. It's easy to get ourselves into positive or negative habits. Right. Yeah. Well, we need to do a follow-up to this when, yes. when this is over. Yes. <laughs> And talk about like looking back, reflecting on it. Of course, I'll have fallen apart then. So <laughs> <laughs> I can get you in your grip and I'll be like, well, it's all fine now. Hard work's over. <laughs> I'll be like, it was awful. I had to play by the rules for three months. <laughs> I know it's, uh, you know, there was glimpses of hope today in the, in the press stuff. Um, of course, everyone's just waiting. And we're, we're not alone. The media are asking us, you know, how long, how long, how long? We're not alone. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sure they'd like out. to cover something else as well. They must be <laughs> tired of it. Like, oh, my God. Well, and then this disaster that happened, I think we'd be remiss of not mentioning, you know, that we're feeling for the province, that the worst massacre, gosh, I couldn't yeah. believe it, the worst massacre yeah. in Canada, and that's just not a nice feeling. And I have when I was watching it in detail last night, I thought, oh my gosh, like they cannot even come together and mourn and grieve together. And that's really sucky. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, so that's what we've got on the news right now. Those kind of two stories, yeah. uh, none of them are necessarily um, joyous or hopeful, but uh, I'm sure as a nation we'll rally behind whatever people of Nova Scotia need. And I'm sure people will make it that their, uh, you know, their funerals and their, um, uh, what is it when people come together? Uh, like and, a memorial? Or... Yeah, the memorials and things like just, and that's normally what people need, that connection, right? Yeah. And, and that's really hard to do right now. Um, sorry to leave on a sad note, but it's kind of unbelievable, isn't it really? Mm -hmm. Unbelievable or not. I mean, this. There's a lot of stress out there. and uh, But we know we have each other. So I would say to everyone, reach out. You know what I've loved? I've loved the random acts of kindness. I don't know if you've been a recipient. I've been a recipient of just flowers on my doorstep. And I've passed that on to people. And I think it's nice. Any notes you can send, any little. Well, you posted uh, the rocks. Yeah. I love rocks. that too. I've seen them everywhere. And I oh think it's, so, it's like a little gosh. treasure hunt when yeah. you long and you see them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was that. walking yesterday and my husband and I were walking and, and I was just like, we had to get out, right, for a, a, a 10 minute. And then we kind of saw them. We're like, what? And then I went onto someone's property and took a photo and Ash is like, oh, sorry. And he's like, oh, no worries. I said, do you know who did these? And he was actually told me it was his next door neighbor. So, so, and I was like, they just made me smile. They made me smile. So, you know, getting kids to paint. I mean, it must be so hard with little kids right now. I can't even imagine how parents although everyone's cmha have got some great videos and resources on how to talk to your kids like that's the good thing about this right the community is rallying if we're not calling bylaw we're rallying and <laughs> we are doing yeah. <laughs> not calling bylaw i don't care you can connect you can do what you want i'll just stay away <laughs> so uh so there is there's lots of good news stories too right yes. um, and it's okay to have your down day, Sandy. And I'm I'm glad we connected on a down day. I had a down day on Monday. So what yeah. are we today? Tuesday. There you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, hours ago. This has been good. This has been a highlight. Yeah. And we will follow up. We will um, definitely we'll follow up. Why don't we follow up one way or the other? If we're still here two in two months, we'll do another <laughs> call and check in. <laughs> I'll be feral by then. I'll have my <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll be we'll follow up with gin and tonics as we're <laughs> eleven o'clock in the morning. Be like, you know all that stuff we said? Nah. Nah. <laughs> We've changed our mind. We're going to be nomads after all this stuff. <laughs> oh Joanne, it's all been right, great. Sandy. All right, take care. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye.